generally speaking, he follows the conversation anyway, so he'll pull things up as we yeah. talk about them. But if okay. there's anything in particular that you're trying to think of or whatever, just feel free to kind of refer to him and talk to him. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not he's like that guy in the sky, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's that Jamie. From the Joey Rogan podcast. Yeah. Um, and then Sky is just literally here to take a couple of pictures and then that's all she's good for. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of that, we have no use for her. And not yeah. to choke. Though, you and not to, yeah, try not to choke. You choked to spit. I choked to spit. So Sky's still learning how to be a human. <laughs> Sky, Sky's like AI. <laughs> yeah, we could get away with that. Well, one. it happens to us all. We under. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, Sky's about as artificially intelligent as they come. <laughs> as they come. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, Sky's this thing we built called artificial unintelligence. <laughs> it's a new trial, <laughs> new concept we're building. All right, go on then. Tristan, do you want to clap us in? You sure? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> right, welcome back to another episode of uh, Rec Talk. Got Dave Jenkins from Wave in. Dave from Wave. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Is yeah, that where well. the inspiration came from for Wave? It, n- actually, no. Not. Uh, I mean, oh, that's <laughs> upsetting. I know. It's, it's, I should really say yes, but um, I mean, I wasn't. I never used to actually refer to myself as Dave. It was always David and. Then someone's. I made my what? Set the company up, made the first phone call, and they said, "Yeah, you know, you remember me? You remember me? Used to make phone calls, and uh, phoned a client (laughs) and uh, or prospect. They said, "Who is it?" And I said, "It's David from Wave Advertising, as it was then." And they just didn't put me on hold. They just went, "Some bloke called Dave from Wave on the phone," and then from then on, it was. I just had to pretty much change my name to. Well, it was either that or David from Waved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I've probably said a few times as well so uh, which is a bit of a mouthful as well so yeah you know it you wasn't part of it but the, that, that's got to be it isn't it you've got to change like your headers for, as, as opposed to founder of Wave just Dave of Wave Dave from Wave Dave yeah. from Wave, yeah. Dave yeah. From Wave. It, it, I mean it, it you kind of it's stuck so, so, I mean it's, it's really obvious isn't it image yeah but I was How only 21. I was 21, so, so I was very young. 21. Yeah, still very, you know. Right, well, naive. Well, that's my question. I was going to say, how long have you guys been going then? We, yeah, long in that, in that world. Yeah, so. 325 years. It's yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> so, but yeah. a lifetime. It's a lifetime ago. But 1999. See, uh, okay, right. Yeah. Did you, did you enjoy that dot com bubble? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of where. Uh, yeah. How did the millennium bug impact you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> It's like um, Afro then. <laughs> it, it, I mean, I had a lot different. of hair. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of hair. Um, Nothing wrong with being bald, Dave. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, the company started right at the, the cusp of, of internet recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't very many job boards around at that time. Um, and I was working in, a, in an advertising agency that was also looking at, looking at that. And, you know, I became, because I, I think I was, Probably the youngest person in the in the company, so therefore automatically I was the guy that knew about in you know IT, yeah. uh, which I didn't really. Um, yeah, they had computers while you were at school, so you would know about. It was IT, kind right? of a little yeah. bit yeah. like that. Yeah, so I just spoke to these job boards that would phone up, and um, th- you know, kind of that was where it, it all it all started. Um, and then yes, the dot com bubble was was great because every five minutes there was another job board or whatever mm-hmm. that was created. Uh, and then it, it well, I think, what, 2002, I think it all then burst and uh, yeah. everyone forgot about the internet. Uh, and certainly job boards for a few years, you know, were not 
you know as prominent as they were yeah people got their fingers burnt didn't they yeah it was yeah yeah. but that was almost like it was the it was kind of the um the start of it though wasn't it i think people that was really the alpha weren't it the the alpha test in terms of people still trying to figure out what what the internet can do for us yeah and and it started off as kind of just a a library uh, in a sense didn't it It uh, the 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 initial thing Mm -hmm. about the whole www thing was it's a library for you to just be able to access information i thought it was just like teletext online that's what yeah (laughs) i remember how like teletext you 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 don't don't remember what teletext you know anyone watching it start google teletext do you remember remember bamboozle on teletext we used to play that every day before school a new one of bamboozle we used to be able to get lost in teletext as well so you'd end up having loads of these different like numbers that you'd order the different pages you'd yeah like, oh what page was it on a teletext it was the football scores i used football to watch yes. football, and you just wait for it to yeah yeah update. airlines as well yeah, remember airlines airlines yeah yeah yeah, yeah. flights to landed gotta go and get yeah, out yeah yeah because yeah, my dad would fly over from teletext holidays. holidays yeah teletext holidays as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I recall how wrong people used to get it about the internet and stuff with like um i explicitly remember watching channel four once and they were like celebrating that um, that they'd managed to become channel4.com. And like, I'm talking poppers and like, hey, we're a dot com business. <laughs> we made it to dot com. And I was just like, they think that's like a thing. Like, channel4.com, they're like, yes, we've made it. Well, it probably at that point the, tripled their value. You know, <laughs> you know, you just put a dot com at the end yeah. of it and your dot com business. Well, I mean, business. you look at it yeah. now, right? And you, you think about kind of. Terrestrial telly, because I was talking to you about this the other day. Mm. Terrestrial TV, I think we're only a few years away from that being gone because everything's going to be subscription model. Like Sky have launched the, the Sky Glass thing, so you can just do it all online. The the use for live TV isn't really going to exist anymore. No, yeah, it's cause, a definite shift, isn't it? Yeah, because I think we're, we're, we're people like us, we're, we're of the age where we remember what it was like pre tech, and we're also yeah. kind of in a position where we're seeing everything um, with how quickly tech is advancing. Because, I mean, AI is a big, big thing at the minute, isn't it? Right right now, I mean, AI and automation, we were talking about kind of the, the, the ad builders and all that sort of stuff. And it's just, it's literally everywhere. You can apply AI to so much. Yeah. And I think in the same way that people missed the the internet when it first, the, the dot-com bubble when it yeah, first happened, the point kind of thing, I yeah. think people are missing automation a lot yeah. as well. I think it's, I see so many similarities between, um, and it's useful being old sometimes, isn't it? Because I see so many sim- yeah. similarities between the, the kind of birth of, the internet and then the birth of kind of AI mm. and actually some of the fear that it's created as well. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there is a lot of similarities and a, a lot of people, you know, didn't want to access the internet. Um, they didn't want to kind of have anything plugged into your, I mean, you know, even just plugging in, you mm-hmm. know, you didn't want it. But that's because we came of a generation of like 80s and 90s action movies of like Terminator and Robocop and yeah. all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even when broadband, do you remember when broadband became like mainstream? And it was like yeah. the whole idea of like, no, no, you're, you're, are you telling me my computer is constantly connected to the internet? That's not safe. Yeah, because we, because again, we were that generation that would like switch the modem on. Mom, get off the phone. I want to yeah. go on the internet. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, Middle yeah. of downloading a song on LimeWire, yeah, and then so all of a sudden the phone yeah, call comes yeah, in. Yeah, you're like, oh, you son of a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start again. Or yeah. yeah. well, then you finally do download it, and it's completely some rip-off version of... <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, version yeah. Of it. Do you remember yeah. the noise, though, with dial-up... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. My, my kids have no idea what that sound is That's, at all. I'm going to make that my ringtone, I think. Because yeah. <laughs> you would pay, also, you'd pay per minute when you were like... Yeah, yeah, you know, did. And, and there was a... Um, I remember there was a company... Uh, I think it was like Breathe or something like that. Mm. And they gave you unlimited internet 
and they every minute that you were on, they gave you like 0.01 share of their company or something like that. It was it was you know when they were giving out shares. Mad, it? Yeah. it was I mean it was that kind of time when. Is that them? Um, I've no idea. Um, Temporarily closed. Yes. I mean, they went bust. Yeah. I mean, of course they did. You just kept it on all the time. You just get as many shares out of it I, as you I could. think I got a letter through when they went bust, you know, at the dot-com, uh, when, yeah. when the, the bubble burst. And the sh- my shares I had were worth something like 18p or something like yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. what am I going to do with this? All, all this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's how, that, that was the inception of Wave, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use that 18p, yeah. reinvested it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that's how, again, um, the next thing was then having Wi-Fi, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's like, well, I'm not. I'm not having all of those um, things going through the um, yeah. the house. Turn you know that off. It's funny yeah. you say that. I remember when Wi-Fi first became a thing, and my laptop didn't have the capacity to have Wi-Fi, so I used to have to put a dongle in. Wi-Fi dongles, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to sell just, those, yeah. Yeah, just to give myself the the uh, the capability to be able to emit uh, or receive the, yeah. the, the the Wi-Fi signals. Yeah, and if you think about all those that the journey that we all kind of went on or, mm-hmm. or um, the, the public went on with all the, of those things that were happening. And now we're starting to see it with AI. Yeah. You know, it's the same concerns, the same, you know, worries yeah. that, that you kind of had, <clears throat> that you had then. Um, we're stepping into the unknown, isn't it? That, it's the unknown. It, it, it really is. And, you know, I think, and that's why, I mean, I'm a big supporter of AI, you know, big yeah. advocate of it. And I think there's part of me that because I kind of experienced all of the the fear and the worry of mm. uh, of the internet, you could see that it is a lot based around change rather than actually uh, and the unknown that is the the biggest thing that we're fearful of. And you know, the internet in itself is was a dangerous tool that was invented, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and still is a very dangerous tool because if you think, as we just said, you can access into people's homes now yeah. more so than ever yeah. um yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it is more dangerous now from from a hacking perspective <coughs> um, although there are obviously lots of tools but also then from social media and all the things that have spun out of the internet that is now recognized to be quite well, dangerous privacy hmm. now is 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 a luxury right because there's like privacy just doesn't exist uh, exist anymore you hmm. can't like you, you you've seen that girl on TikTok who just off a picture or off a name or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah she yeah, can yeah, yeah. she can find anybody. Her comments, within. yeah. She tells people in in her comment section to like, all right, do me next, and she'll be like, I'll, I'll find out who you are. I'll find out who and you are, where, where you, live. you live, where you work, um, all that sort of stuff. And from literally just looking at your TikTok handle and and your picture, and then kind of reverse engineering searches, jumping on things like Facebook, f- pictures from friends, and all that sort of stuff, yeah. and right down to the detail of oh, you're knitting from Coventry, and you've got two kids. And a wife, and 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 yeah, and you're like that's scary. That's yeah, really scary. It's, and and that I think is as dangerous. You know, we're talking about AI, and you know, mm. you mentioned Terminator and whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, Skynet. Yeah. Um, Skynet. <laughs> you know, that's that's clearly a a, con- a concern and mm. something that has to be be managed, of course. But you know, there's still plenty of dangers from the internet that are twenty, you know, yes. twenty five years old. And we have to keep up 
in terms yeah, of Yeah, we haven't mitigated that. all those yeah. things yet. Yeah, it's not as though but that's because you know, the technology we've is moving about much digital faster. footprints. You know, people in general, generally speaking, people don't know about digital footprints and stuff. And I, I know there's people on like my Facebook who will, you know, have their house refurbished and take lovely pictures of all the stuff that they've just not had done in their living room. And I'm like, I take that down. Yeah, you, and then or, post a photo of them yeah. in the departures lounge. Yeah, 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 going I'm on holiday. holiday yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I hope you've got somebody watching your house. Like, you know, these, these sorts of digital footprint things. But yeah, you're right. People still do that, right? So you're never going to mitigate that that kind of um, fear factor about AI and automation. Um, but that's because they, we've, we've seen evidence of automation already. With like, was it the Twitter bot or the Microsoft bot? One of the Twitter Twitter yeah. bot that ended up being like just super racist within yeah. a matter of like minutes. It was yeah. just was it the, the following day, weren't it? Was like it? it a, just turned by the end of the week. They had to turn it off. Because yeah, because it was, like, oh, yeah. it was just like um, it was very, racist, anti-Semitic. Yeah. It was doing yeah. all sorts yeah, of weird. Yeah. <laughs> because and that's the scary thing with automation is that it's going to learn off what we plug into it. And unfortunately, there's there's a lot of people who are just going to plug just horrible things in. yeah yeah but this is the problem though right people don't understand especially things like to, to take like chat gpt or open ai it's not learning from like a very small data set like the twitter bot was the twitter bot was programmed to learn purely from the interactions that it had with people following it whereas open ai is trained on basically all files and things that are available about a particular topic on the internet you know, and therefore sense check against it, each other, look for trends, look for, okay, this could be right, this could be wrong, which is why it was like, right, the data set only goes up to 2021, but if you asked it, when did Queen Elizabeth die, it managed to suss out that, okay, a lot of people are asking me this question, let me just quickly, okay, yeah, that's that's factual, and that happened after its data set kind mm -hmm. of was, was limited to. We just showed clear kind of um, the ability of the, of the software to be able to kind of update itself, yeah. right? The, the the issue of, of the uh, it's just going to spout out the same information stuff is, you know, we're, we're talking decades from now when if the bulk of the context at which it's looking at is AI generated, then there's that lack of like, is this actually correct, right? Yeah, if, you, if all I you're suppose, doing is... But even with that, though, if you look at things like music, because music's probably a really good example of there are a finite amount of notes, lyrics, and, and music samples that you can put together. However, there are still so many different songs that sound very similar. There's still so many different melodies that sound very similar because the, we're, we're limited in terms of what we've got in, in our capacity, right? You know, we can be only limited to the language that we've got. We're only limited mm -hmm, to, the, mm -hmm. to the, the tones that we can hear. So yeah, at some point... Well, I've got a good example of this, right? So we, we launched the, um, the job ad builder and the blog writer. Uh, on Rectals, free to use for people to go on and, and have a play with and kind of use it for, for businesses that were like, uh, you know, two, three person need to get this Real stuff out. Real startup yeah. type of but, you know, yeah. Time is an issue, that kind of thing. You know, and, and put it out there, really polarizing responses. And one of the responses I got was that, no, this is, you know, it's not, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's going to plagiarize um, and it's going to basically spit out the same advert for everybody. And that's what's wrong with the recruitment industry, and that's going to ruin. You know, this sort of stuff is really bad for the recruitment world. And also, sort of like, okay, well, let's break this down a minute. Number one, it doesn't plagiarize anything. As in, we could, us three or three thousand people could plug in a request for a job advert for a CTO in Birmingham yeah. or for a startup, and it will spit out different information because it's organically writing it, right? Number one, but number two, that you know, if you don't understand how the system kind of works. I think you kind of really give up your right to critique from that point of view, right? Yeah. Because he, he sent me an article. It was like, look, you know, they asked um, 
they asked this, uh, this, they run some tests and they were like, we had a million different people um, ask the bot, um, who is Barack Obama? And by about half a million like times, it started spitting out the same information. And I was like, but you're asking it a singularity question about one particular thing. Yeah. If you asked a million children, who is Barack Obama? I would I would hazard a guess that at least a half a million of those are going to say exactly the same yeah. thing because that's how we're programmed. To, yeah. to, well, let's to, test that theory though because look, you've, you put on their CTO in Birmingham for a startup, right? And it spat out an advert. So now open another one, Tristan, in, in Incognito and then ask the same question and let's see if it spits out the, the, uh, an identical... Yeah. In, in, go as far as copy and pasting what you, what you wrote. So we... We have the same com- kind of... Um, conversation or, or challenge with our AI assistant that we've put in Wave Tracker. Mm. Very similar um, um, kind of experience. And w- we had similar um, polarized Con- view and, and, you know, and a, bit of, a bit of a negativity from, from some. And I think the, um, the, the kind of, I don't really agree with it, obviously, because yeah. I wouldn't oh, have, yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't have, have, wouldn't have yeah. launched it or put it in. But I think what you have to look at is the number one thing that a lot of um, people within the recruitment uh, world complain about is the poor quality ads that go out, um, you know, that they get get churned out. And you're talking about (laughs) plagiarizing, you know, how many ads have you seen that are copy and paste job from someone else's ad that they've done. Dave, we, we worked for Michael Page, it. and in your first week at Michael Page, you get given a, a Word document sent to you. So if you're looking after transactional finance, as an example, you get given a Word document that has several different versions of a job advert for purchase ledger clerk, credit controller, like, and all the different transactional finance jobs that are out there. And we would be encouraged to just use that. Just, just the use same that. one. Yeah. It's the so, same one every time. Exactly. So it's already <laughs> happening. And in, but the quality of that that is already out there is awful. Yeah. Whereas what people don't understand with the AI tool is that it's a, either a starting point or you can continue to fine tune it and keep getting yeah. it to, okay, I like this bit, keep that bit in, take that bit out. In fact, could you also mention the following tech stacks? Yeah. Could you also mention the following qualifications or whatever? What we did in um, with, with, our, with our AI assistant was you create the ad in the same way as you would go to post an ad. So you're still you filling out all the information in terms of the salary, the location, mm-hmm. the industry, um, the skills that you need in the way that you would just post an ad on a, on, a, yeah. on a job board or whatever. So you're already starting, you know, to, to differentiate the ad anyway. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, this was a, as a direct result as to this idea around that the, all the ads are going to be the same, mm-hmm. which, you know, they're not. They're not. Um, yeah. Because actually you're not taking it from the same data set, which is that um, Word document you just yeah. talked about and changing one word. Um, so they're already going to be, it's already going to be different. And then we added a function where you can add some additional words, you know, so you could start to say companies fast paced or um, there's an amazing um, pension scheme or, you know, whatever the the little unique things is a startup. It's a FTSE 100. The things that you've picked up from the brief, right? From the brief. So as a agency, you've gone, right, okay, I know that they've had uh, a six million pound investment. I know that they are, you know, uh, expanding into the following countries. Exactly. And it will go, that's great information. In addition to all the the, the kind of the tangibles that you've given me, Mm -hmm. let me now churn you out something that's a, a unique advert to yeah. you selling this 
opportunity exactly to that. your customers and, and, and to potential prospect candidates yeah. rather than just listing a, a wish list of, like, and which then, is what's out there at the it, minute. Yeah, and then you hit generate and then you get something mm-hmm. up. And, you know, the, the negative kind of feedback that you get is, well, that's not, uh, you know, that's not very good advert. Um, and it always depends. Or I'm Mitch Sullivan, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it always um, uh, depends on the standard that you're currently at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've been on Mitch's um, Which training is a courses, great course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're now proficient in writing ads, brilliant. You never need to use anything else. You don't need no. any help. That's it. But, you know, there are millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people, that, that haven't, or and some people have no idea how to write an advert because they've never been trained. Mm-hmm. Um, or struggle with creative writing. St- yeah. Creative writing. And if you look but at the... Beyond them, that as well, like things like dyslexia and all that sort of stuff. Well, this is what I was just going to say. You've got, you got dyslexia. Um, you've also got the general stereotype mm-hmm. of someone that works in recruitment, as it is right now, tends to be very good at talking, good at building relationships, good at communicating but sometimes more verbally than actually than written. Writing, yeah. So you're just adding the capability to take some of the verbal skills that you've got and and give them a boost from a mm. from a from a writing perspective. That's all it's we're not trying to you're not trying to stop people from writing ads. You're not trying to pump out the same ads. You're just trying to help that person well, write there's, an ad There's quicker. a couple of points That's on right. that really, right? So the first one is you don't have to use it. Right. So if you nobody's putting a gun to anybody's head and saying, Dave's got this AI tool that, mm. that, that you have to have to use. Like, no, you don't have to use it. Equally like people don't have to jump onto Rectals and use our, our ad builder if they don't want to, right? They're, yeah. So so that's that's point number one. But point number two, for me, it would be I'm now saving myself a good 20, 30 minutes of having to put together an advert, write the, the write mm-hmm. the detail, think of the, the 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 kind of the creativeness of what I need to put down, add all the details and blah blah. Because blah, sometimes blah. you just want a starter, just get me going, yeah, and I'll just, look at yeah. something. Because how many times have you looked at a screen trying to write something and the cursor just blinking block. at you? Yeah, absolutely. And you're like, where? In your head, do I you're start? like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't say it. And you're like, my client is a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. And this is it. So actually, the point the point is, I, I think with automation, with most industries, I mean, there will be exceptions to the rule but I think with automation in most industries it's offering you an ability to to be able to do what you're good at and take away the headaches of the things that you don't want to be doing mm-hmm. like there, there's I think there's room in, in so many different industries for for automation I mean recruitment is obviously one of them but even if you would go broader than that and you were to look at things like medicine law um, accountants all of these sort of th- these guys can set up automations to say right mm-hmm. the following labor intensive m- heavy lifting stuff this is what I need you to find Again, if you're looking at diagnosis and stuff like that, a lot of doctors will have to go through medical notes, will have to go through books and all that sort of stuff. Well, GP, GPs use their own, like an internal version of Google, right? <laughs> yeah. they, you go in, you say, all right, this is what's wrong with me, and they start tapping in the things, and it's like, these are the potential things that it could be, and they start this is how you going test for it. it. Yeah, because well, yeah. Yeah, they're not sat there with all the knowledge of all the diseases in the world, past, yeah. present, and potentially future. Yeah. You know? uh, it, it fascinates me because, again, um, knowing that you guys have been around as long as you have in terms of WAVE and what you do, that we still get this kind of this pushback on things like AI tools, right? Because automation um, happened with things like take Wix website builders, or um, you know, is it Squarespace that do something similar? One, two, three, reg, and all the rest yeah. of them. Drag and drop website builders. Yeah. 
they were supposed to kill off the web development industry, right? They were, oh, that's the end of it. That's the end of it. You know, not, who's going to pay you £1,000 to, yeah. to build their site now? Who's going to pay you £500 an hour to, 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 to actually, you know, make a website when yeah. I can just go on a Wix and drag and drop everything and make it all beautiful? You guys are still there. You're still in business. You're still doing yeah. websites. In yeah. fact, there's, there's new um, you know, web development agencies opening up all the time despite the fact that these things exist, right? Yeah. Because it services a small portion of the market, which is people who have a need yeah. and are restricted by something, be it budget time, whatever. Um, but yeah, it amazes me that even despite all of that, you still get people going, this is ridiculous. Well, I think, you know, you're always going to get whatever you do, someone saying, that's ridiculous. Why would I do that? I should mm. do it myself. You know, same even with recruitment uh, clients themselves, you still get the end client saying, why would I use a recruitment agency? I'd yeah, do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. All I need to do is put an advert on these job boards that I keep seeing, and I'll get everyone there mm -hmm. that I need. And for some, yeah, that's right. Same with Wix and all, you know, the yeah. GoDaddies, whatever. And, you know, I, I sometimes talk to people when they're um, talking about that. You know, they want a website, and they, they say that. Well, you know, you charge this, they charge that, and it looks really easy to do. And, you know... <laughs> they make it the advertising and the marketing campaign make it look yeah, easy to yeah. do and i actually often say if you're a startup and you want to just get something up and live you know so you can trade then use a wix you know use those it's a horses for courses because actually mm -hmm. you know you might not need this service right now in the same way that if you, a, a, um, a client speaks to a recruitment agency and they they say that you know you don't need to use our full um, search and selection service for this because the person that you need is you know a, a, a kind of entry level role or whatever yeah, or it's interchangeable so, kind of yeah, yeah so just yeah. go and speak to that person but, yeah. put the advert on indeed and you'll hire that way so it is horses for courses mm. and the challenge with the, the you know the Wix websites and things is that it works for a certain period of time. Um, in the same way that you want to redecorate your house or renovate your house, yeah. you can do some things yourself. But once you require something a bit more, then you need, you know, um, a, a specialist to do that. That's probably the perfect example of it. If you mm. think about any kind of refurbishment work, I mean, look, we're all capable of taking tiles off our wall. We're all capable of of um, painting a, a, a wall, right? But actually, if if what I'm what I'm trying to achieve is a really finished and polished look, if what I'm trying to do is save myself some time, if I'm putting a value of my time against the job that that's at hand, then yeah, I would go to a specialist, I would go to a painter, I would mm -hmm. go to a carpenter or whoever, yeah, yeah. and and get them to do it because they're going to they're, they're going to know what they're doing. Yeah. And also, nine times out of ten, the challenges that they they uh, that I would come across, they would have seen a thousand times already. Yes. Yeah. And can move through that process really quickly and swiftly, or even or even sort of prevent it from happening in the first place. Generally speaking, in 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 with this particular type of house or with this particular type of plumbing system, this is what's going to happen. So, yeah. I already know that. Let me insert these measures uh, yeah. uh, beforehand. Same with with you and your websites. If you're transitioning somebody from a a Wix website to to your platform, it's going to be like, well, okay, the challenges we tend to have are this. Let's prevent that yeah. by, by putting these measures in place. And you make a good point around also time spent as well. And That's, it, th th I was just about to say it's the value you put on your time, it, right? It, it, exactly that. And if you, and this is where again, you know, I'm quite pragmatic over not trying to sell everything to everybody mm -hmm. all the time because 
it's not if it's not suitable, it's not suitable. So if you're a, a one-person company, you're just setting up your recruitment business, you haven't got any jobs on, mm-hmm. you haven't got any clients yet, you haven't got a website, you haven't even got a logo. Um, at that point, you could say, well, I'll you know speak to my um, you know whoever it is, my pal, and they'll they'll make me a little logo. That'll do for now, and I need a website, so I'll build it now. As soon as you then want to start trading and working. Then you can't spend all day mm, you mulling, know, over uh, mulling over colour schemes and palettes updating and, your yeah. website, and yeah. you know because soon you have to start adding your own jobs. Soon you, uh, on the website you have to start writing content. You have to start choosing imagery. I mean, have you ever tried to choose imagery for a website? Looking through the you know various different images, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it just eats hours, yeah. and these are hours that you should be speaking to. To, um, especially, especially when you've got a customer like, I don't want it to look like stock images, but we're using stock images. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, so give me, give me images that are organic yeah, are and I'll pl- use yeah. those, right? But yeah, that, that, that always fascinates me. Is that I don't want it to it's look time. like... Everything, is, is, <coughs> everything comes back time. down yeah. to time and you yeah. know, just jumping back to the AI assistant um, for a minute. Again, think about the, the challenges that it are always... Or the... Um, the, uh, the complaints that always levied at, at recruitment consultants. They yeah. don't talk to the candidate enough or they don't talk to the um, client enough. Mm-hmm. The reason they're doing that is because they're looking at a cursor thinking, how am I going to write this mm-hmm. advert? So time, you get the time back. And this is it. And I think you, you, you hit a really good point earlier, which is like, even if it's just to get you started. I mean, we used to write our RecSmarts articles and when it was just me and Nitin back in like, what was it, 2019 or 2018, mm-hmm. whenever, whenever mm-hmm. we were just writing the RecSmarts articles. And it was, it was a case of, okay, we had a theme and a topic in mind in terms of what we were going to write, and we were going to have a series of blogs that was going to follow that theme. I think this one was you don't need recruiters or kind of that yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd take it in turns in terms of how we were going to write the article, and you'd be sitting there for like the first half an hour thinking, right, okay, what am I going to write? What am I going to write? And then that would turn into, mm-hmm. let, me just get, let me just get pen on paper, and I'll, I'll be able to, to kind of get myself going. And before you know it, you spent a couple of hours trying to put something together we're really actually what we should have been doing is being on the phone to clients and candidates yeah 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 because it comes down to that that point right of like okay but why are you putting a blog out what what's the purpose of you putting a blog out well i want to i want to portray that i have uh, you know a specialism in my market a good understanding yeah, i'm you an know, expert in my field i'm an expert and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but also seo right yeah L- let's be completely honest so it's like you're, you're, that's what you're trying to achieve. You're trying to achieve your your page or your business ranking higher on the search engines, and, and by doing that, a blogs are a great way to do that. Yeah, we've got an AI thing that will help you do that. That's programmed in such a way to look at key SEO terms within the recruitment industry to help you kind of rank higher. Just use it. <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. Just use yeah. it. Give it a go. What's, what's the worst that's going to happen? And as you said, you don't have to use these things. So if if you are a free flowing writer, then you don't need. Then it's then it comes back to the end. Horses then you're in the wrong courses. game. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If yeah. you're a free flowing writer and really creative, then go and do that for a living. Yeah, yeah. 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 That that is a that that's a field that exists. And you know, I understand the 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 the, the stigma and the critique from that industry, right? Because these guys are all about kind of creatively coming up with concepts and, and, and writing out and padding out a story. But I think there's even, I mean, even with that, I would argue that there's, this can be used to kind of overcome writer's block or to give you some starting points and that kind of thing. You know, sense check what you're writing. Well, it's fear again. We come back to fear yeah. that suddenly something's mm-hmm. come along it's going to take and my, just that's take my, my job. world. Take my yeah. job. And, you know, again, the fear was there with the internet as mm-hmm. well. And yeah, you know, the internet replaced 
jobs and industries and as it as quickly as it replaced those it created, it created yeah. new ones um you know so it, it i would argue it opened that. more the internet as a concept opened out more jobs and opportunities than the jobs that it closed down yeah i th- you know uh, it certainly made the world because just the concept of having the internet then branched out to things like social media which brought in a whole host of you know different job roles within and that. different businesses Marketing, people have created business sales channels e-commerce web development and all that sort of stuff yeah. so and you look at it kind of with with that kind of you know that yeah compare back. that to what what has been closed yeah, what, down what, what got rid of, of what, yeah. what did the internet get rid of potentially a handful of like shops for example right you go okay well it definitely opened out more opportunities and i think ai is the same thing in mm-hmm. that it's going to it's going to open up so many more different opportunities and types of jobs that yes it will impact certain people and um you know render certain jobs pointless or useless but i think it will on the on the flip side of it it will open out so many more opportunities but i think it's it's very similar to robotics in in the manufacturing world yeah you had you had robotics when it was first introduced into the manufacturing engineering world everyone was like oh no but you're taking like hard-earned people's money and blah 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 yeah you're taking jobs away from yeah. like, good people which, but yeah. actually what ended up happening was those guys ended up reskilling in the engineering world into sort of maintenance um, engineers and they were they were maintaining and managing these these, yeah. these robots yeah. right and the robot- i can tell you one thing a machine can't do is maintain itself yeah no, of course yeah. Not. Yeah, yeah so actually what was happening was you got these guys who who ended up being not very qualified upskilled to more qualified to be able to look after so one person would be able to look after an entire assembly line mm. based on the fact that all they got to do is just make sure that these robots are functioning yeah. and then they'd learn to code like my, my wife's dad he's he's he started off working for peugeot um or even before that he must have been doing something in engineering anyway (laughs) yeah but eventually he's kind of moved and moved and moved and progressed to the point now where he's he's coding robots and he's using um his dir and what's the other one is it kamal or something like that there's another yeah yeah, yeah. there's there's a couple of robotics companies and he he knows how to code those robots to do exactly what they need in their specific industry or their specific business and i think ai will do that for for a lot of different industries as well it will end up being an assistant over somebody who's going to be taking over jobs yeah Mm -hmm. i think with with ai in general i think it represents our greatest kind of you know kind of humankind's um without getting too deep but it's it represents our greatest opportunity at the same time being our greatest kind of threat and we need to like learn how to manage that but Hmm. we can using ai the the advancement that we're going to go on in the next 20 years is going to be significantly faster than what we (coughs) do now because we've got ai to help us do that but in in terms of opportunity ai should be able to help us uh, you know, find a cure for cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It should be able to help us sort out the um, sustainability of the of the planet. You know, all of those things that we're trying to do now yeah. that we are being restricted to in terms of our own current brain power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can use AI to help us solve those problems that we have been unable to solve for the last 50, 100 years. Mm-hmm. And we lot, can now solve those. But a lot of that, that, that sort of stuff is research-based, right? So if we're talking about cure and cancer or sustainability, that requires research and it requires lots of hours of, of going out and finding the information. However, if the information is already out there on the internet, AI only has to go and search it, well, and it can it, do that within a matter of minutes or, right? or hours. Even if the research itself can be automated. This like is the man, point. man hours are still man hours. Or right? women hours. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but the term <laughs> is man hour, right? Yeah. But, you know, 
you're still limited to kind of humans still need to take breaks, have to sleep, eat, and all the rest of it, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas automation and machinery doesn't need to do that, <coughs> yeah. you know? Um, yeah, you can just, almost create 24-hour industries based, yeah, it's, on, it's just, based on automation. It's understanding that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So your, your, um, your AI job builder that you've got then within um, WaveTrack, is that part of your license fee for WaveTrack then? So yeah. if I'm, I'm a recruitment business owner, and, is, and okay, and so from in an innovation point of view then, um, what, are you, what, what, are the, what are the next things that are coming through Wave? So, because you guys are in three pillars, right? We're in three pillars, yeah. So um, we build websites mm-hmm. um, through RecWebs, through rec webs, yeah. yeah. Um, there we go, got it up there. Um, we have Wave Tracker, which is it was actually designed to be a, a job board management tool. That's how we first started, um, and that evolved and progressed. Um, but the essential function for Wave Tracker is still the same. That what I wanted to do was find a way, not using AI, um, Mm -hmm. but now will be, um, that we can show clients where you need to advertise. Um, Because for years, 20 odd years, clients would come to me and say, I've got a manufacturing job in Coventry, where do I advertise it? And then I would go off, do the research, speak to all the media and the job boards, and then come back with a recommendation. Mm -hmm. Um, With Wave Tracker, what we do now is that, that that was the tool to to kind of automate that process so not have me t- to go and do it mm-hmm. uh, and then we added in the, the facility to post jobs and then we became you know a kind of a multi-poster but the the um the kind of the the strip running through wave tracker is to to help clients know when to post what to post and where to post. Yeah, because you've got that little tool at the, at the bottom which tells you kind of the peak times of, of when that's to... Because you yeah. can schedule the adverts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so analytics. We, we, yeah, we monitor okay. everything that happens in terms of applications. Hmm. Um, and so we can then see when candidates are active, in what industry. Um, we can see uh, up until um, the AI assistant, um, we can see how long or short adverts should be, which industries react better to longer adverts or shorter adverts, mm-hmm. uh, and we can see what days to post. So, And we also then monitor a- applications that come through from different job boards. Mm. So a job board is, is quite a transient place. You know, a, a job seeker goes onto it and looks for a job, but they only look for a job and visit that site right up until the point they find the job, and then they may go back a little bit later on, but they're active job seekers they're only there for a while. And job boards invest in different areas, um, both industry-wise and location-wise. Mm. So sometimes there may be an a-, a time when a job board is particularly strong in manufacturing in Coventry, for mm. example. Um, but in three months' time, that kind of bandwagon has moved on yeah. from, from there. So we're monitoring applications that are coming through and provide the the, the analy- a- analytics to say just post here, and with the, the kind of the final part is 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 Wave Media, which is where we are, are doing what we've kind of always done, which is buying um, a, a job board space for for our clients. So that feeds into the advice that we can then give to clients when they say yeah, okay. on a, on a on a larger level, I'm starting a business and we're going to focus in this area. Which of the boards shall I go for? And it's become more interesting of late because in the last few years, advertising on job board was, was mm-hmm. very cheap. 
uh, it didn't cost you very much. So everyone posted everywhere. Yeah. And kind of Wave Tracker was trying to stop that in a way to say, don't post your job everywhere, just post it to where you're going to get a response. Mm-hmm. Um, but as prices have now gone up, that's become more important because it now costs a, quite a lot of money to post mm-hmm. one job to four or five different uh, different job boards. So it's almost like Wave Tracker is becoming more valuable, even with the, the, the function that we've got. But we've got um, we're now starting to use AI to, to inform on the on the recommendations. In, in, a, in a kind of stronger way mm-hmm. but we're also now um, linking it back to the placements that have been made as well so we can now connect everything up so that you make a placement oh, okay. yeah, yeah. and we can see which job board that has come from how much you invested in that job board what your placement fee was therefore what your return on, on investment was for that particular job board which mm-hmm. still seems to be the thing that the majority of of recruitment agencies don't, don't have a proper handle yeah. on. Um, yeah, you just don't do it, do they? Well, when because we were on your platform, hard. we, we yeah. had we had the the analytics in terms of um, we were able to see kind of where the um, where the candidates were coming from, and that that gave us a lot of buying power when we went to the to the job boards to say, well, actually, according to to the analytics that we've got, we've been posting jobs on let's say CV Library, TJ and Reed, and and where we get the most amount of applications is here. And where we've had the most amount of successful uh, candidates has been on this one. Mm-hmm. So your your platform actually isn't doing the same level of of yeah, kind of so work you can compare, you compared can compare to the other ones. Yeah, you know, footfall or number of candidates that you've got on your profile uh, registered in with your site, for example, or with your job board. But our analytics and for our business, which is what we care about, because I don't care whether you know job board A's got more candidates than job board B. What I care about is where are my yeah. applications coming from. You know, actually, they are a better proposition. So yes, they may be more expensive now, or you might have the analytics that suggest, or the stats, sorry, that suggest otherwise. But for me, they're the one that I need to go to. Yeah, and again, it's you know, it, it's horses for courses. Kind of keep saying that, but um, it might, it, it it's independent. And this mm. was the other thing I wanted to make sure that we had was, you know, job boards will always promote themselves mm-hmm. because that's their. Job, job to do that. Yeah, it'd be daft um, not, to, not to. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Um, and so they'll always kind of try and give you the the best possible spin on on things. Um, but with with Wave Tracker, the idea is it's independent. It's completely agnostic, and it just tells you for your business what's working for you. Mm-hmm. Now you could have a business next door that does pretty much the same thing, but it might another board might work slightly better for them. And what we wanted to try and get to was the the truth of the performance. Mm. That way, you're not over-investing, or the client's not over-investing on a job board and then has overly inflated expectations about what they're going to bring, therefore makes them more unhappy with the actual service that you've got. Mm -hmm. Um, Whilst also, if they're going to make more placements from another board, they'll invest more in that. So the idea is not to try and show which board is the best because there isn't a best well no of course it's not no 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 No. that comes from your advertising background then doesn't it in terms of picking slots of where to kind of and and, and, yes that's what that's where it came from was just this whole idea of i would take it and going back to automation i'd have a lot of people phone me say right i need to recruit in in scotland i need to recruit in um Mm -hmm. you know brighton Mm -hmm. uh it's this role and you you're talking about kind of 
hours for research, there's not enough hours to kind of generate to, to that to deal with of, every one of those queries. To, yeah. to deal with those, so Wave Tracker solves that that problem, uh, and then we just added everything else on top of it to try and make it more functional, uh, more, more effective mm -hmm. for a recruiter to spend less time worrying about where they're going to advertise, what they're going to advertise, and more time speaking to clients and, and candidates. Yeah. So yeah, doing what they're good at. Yeah, doing what they're good at. So what's what's the next thing then? What's the next bit of innovation? I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. There, 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 Anything you're lot. allowed to talk about, or you're uh, willing to? I would put out there. There is. Start making notes, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, you know what we're trying to do is we want to join everything together. Is one thing that we want to do. One of the challenges that we've had is that you know we've been known as Recwebs to some, mm -hmm. some for Wave Tracker, some as as Wave. So one of the ideas we want to try and pull that you know kind of pull that in together so it is a, a single area. Um, we want to use so our AI assistant is very new. Um, and so we're currently now analyzing if the AI uh, assistant or AI generated ads have performed better than the um, yeah. the kind of uh, organic ads that yep. have been that have been produced. So that once we have that information, then that will start to allow us to do more, make more recommendations. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what we want to try and do with with Wave Tracker is to make it more. Inte intelligent in a way that we identify the candidates that you're looking for almost before you start posting your ad and you start getting kind of too into that because the other challenge that that recruiter recruitment businesses have is that quite often the candidates that you want already sit on your database mm -hmm. um, but it's faster and easier to post an ad on a job board and collect that that date that that candidate yeah. again but you're paying twice in if in essence um but sometimes some some databases are quite difficult to Navigate to search around, yeah. and so what we're trying to do is to make wave tracker more um more intelligent around giving you that information almost before you before you spend any money um yeah it's almost like to, based on the advert and all this information that you've plugged in Here's three CVs that you might want to look at first who have yeah. already gone through the process of applying yeah. to you and, and quickly. have got to a, a point, you know, yeah. here they are. Why don't you go with, re, let's ring these three first. Yeah. And then we can put the advert out. With, I think, I don't know if it's with, with technology or recruitment technology or, or, or whatever you build, in my eyes, you know, you want to make something um, kind of either easier, better, or, or I guess cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and so that candidate, for example, that you need, that you could place tomorrow, already exists on your database. Mm -hmm. But to get into that database, it's going to take 45 minutes to try and find your login for it, to search, to, to use the way that it's searched, and then to, to have that. And you haven't got 45 minutes because y you're, you're, you're up it against works, other agencies yeah. or whatever. Sure, yeah. So if we can make that process easier... So that as soon as you've done that, we go and find that candidate or we go and find that candidate that's not quite the right mm -hmm. person for that and put that in front of that ca that the consultant easily, quickly. That then gives them an advantage that they've got that candidate straight away and they can, mm -hmm. can get and do mm -hmm. it. So, you know, I'd love to say that we're trying to, you know, 
build something, um, you know, rocket ship to go to yeah. Mars. Uh, um, but actually, what we're trying to do is is build on what we've got and make it it faster, make it easier, and and start to join the the three things uh, the three things together. So mm-hmm. they're probably. But there's a hundred and one things that you want to do, you know. And if <laughs> yeah. you could just maybe we need to use AI to um, to build it all. But it, the, you know, the ideas just pour out, and then yeah. it's actually executed, executed them. It's, mm-hmm. it's the execution. I often find that that one of the issues is though that you, it's almost like sometimes you need a proof of concept as well, right? It's like this is a great idea because I think it's a great idea, but it's almost like now. It, to, for me to prove to you that it is a good idea, I need to go out, build it, get a proof of concept together, and then show it and be like, see, told you it was a good idea. And that's a lot of work. And then you just kind of go, forget it, I've got you know my day job to do and all the other plates that I'm spinning. Yeah, because some of your ideas are rubbish, right? You know, you, you, well, they are, yeah. You think they're amazing yeah. until you actually Sometimes you're fixing see a problem that yeah. isn't really that big a problem. And, and yeah. the fix to the problem is actually a bigger thing than to actually just continue doing what's, what, what's yeah. on offer at the minute. And I think that's really underrated. I think just trying to make something for the sake of making it for a problem that you've invented in your head that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, for us, we talk to, 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 to our clients um, and really try and understand, you know, what exactly is, is the problem that mm-hmm. you've got? Because we can come up with 100 solutions to problems that sound like a problem, but they're really not. They're not really. Yeah. And it becomes something that's a, a bit of a nice to have. And so the yeah. worst thing is you build this proof of concept and you give it to someone. They go, that's quite nice, yeah. Oh, how cute. Yeah, and you're cute. like, yeah. well, that's, that's, that's taken like... Yeah. Yeah. Five years worth <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. of money I've poured into <laughs> that for just a few years. Cute years is not the answer. Yeah. You, see, you see it a lot in places like Dragon's Den and stuff like that where people come up with this concept like, oh, I've solved a problem that, that, that exists because... Yeah. It, it's usually, I've solved a problem that I had once. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's like, this needs addressing. Yeah. And it's... It's just no, it doesn't. It doesn't need addressing. The, the worst one I saw was like this guy who invented a new toilet brush, and it sticks into the actual toilet. So you basically have a handle. You just like plug it into the, and he's like, yeah. So now you don't have like this smelly brush that you have to pick up out of the uh, out of like the little holder. So like, well, you haven't really fixed the problem there because now the the brush permanently exists in my toilet. <laughs> So, so yeah. you, you just move the problem from like next to the toilet to actually in, in the, the toilet. toilet. Yeah, so yeah. you haven't really. Fixed yeah, the and it's like, how have you gone through the entire pro- new product development life cycle? Got all this advice and like people coming around and be like, yeah, that's a great idea, Tom. Like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, well done, mate. And no one sort of stopped you and be like, mate. Because sometimes you they have, the and people don't want to listen. Because yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because once be- you've decided you're going to do something, yeah. and you know, the, those people are as much. You know, they are also the, the the future, the geniuses, because for one, in, in every yes. million ideas, suddenly, you know, everyone's now got a toilet brush that's stuck in their toilet, in the toilet all the time. Yeah. Because sometimes some things just take and the market just mm-hmm. takes mm-hmm. it. Um, Other times it's timing, though, isn't adopt it? it. Timing as well. Yeah, because yeah. you, you might have invented something that isn't a problem today, but will be a problem in, in a yeah, couple of years. Yeah, well, it's, it's fascinating. Things like... Thomas Edison and the light bulb. If you actually look at Thomas Edison's like kind of invention catalogue, there are so many ridiculous, pointless. And do you know what I mean? And it's almost like if he'd have just stopped after the first three, where people were like, "Mate, you need to calm down. Like, this, this is not an issue." Yeah. Then we wouldn't, yeah, you know, we wouldn't have had the light bulb as quickly as we did. <laughs> and kind of concept. Right? So, so many great inventions um, and things that are are that have been invented were already invented before that point by someone else but they just 
it just didn't yeah. take for, for, for whatever well, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's marketing. So I, I read um, I read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. I don't know if you've ever read that. No. A really good book, no. but in, the, in that he makes his point of like the, the answer to all the problems, you have to start with why you're doing it. So why, why is this becoming a thing? And he mentions um, the, the iPod. So the iPod wasn't the first MP3 that was created. Um, there mm. were many other MP, mm. MP3s before that. And I think it was in, one was invented in China. And the way they... It's called the iRiver. Yeah, I had the, I had the iRiver. <laughs> that was a Microsoft yeah. one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but the, the, the thing that everybody else marketed was X amount of like, megabytes in memory or kilobytes or whatever it was at the time. Yeah. The, the marketing that Apple used was a thousand songs in your pocket. And the difference between the two was like, if, if I'm not educated enough on what gigabytes and kilobytes and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. But if I can sit there and say to you, a thousand songs in your pocket, it's like, oh, flipping hell. Yeah, appeal to the masses with, the, it's, it's that fab thing, isn't it? Feature advantage benefit. Mm-hmm. Like, appeal to the masses with the benefit. Don't talk about the feature. Don't talk about the advantage of that feature. Give them the benefit. That's what you should be marketing. Because the masses look at the benefit. Yeah. The specific people will be like, oh, well, hang on a minute. Why, yeah, would, I buy the, and yeah, why, why would I buy that when it's only got 64 megabytes and actually I need 128 and so on? Because some people don't even know what a megabyte... That, that's did, right, yeah. Because you know, most people even... just sat there like, thousand songs in my pocket, that's sick, I'll have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. compared to having a big Walkman in the back in the day yeah, where you'd have yeah. to... Yeah, 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 yeah. You, don't, you could carry one, maybe two CDs at best. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to listen to this album three times today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's... But also I think there's there's a benefit to not spending all of your time trying to come up with the next, you know, iPod or, or, mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. as well, because there are simple problems that exist that also, you know, need to be fixed. And mm-hmm. I think especially, you know, just kind of jumping back to the recruitment industry for a minute, I think there's there's a tendency to try and, well, recruitment technology has exploded in the last yeah. 10, 15 years. You know, now there is a, a solution for every single uh, either problem or non-problem recruitment. Te- there is mm-hmm. a recruitment technology solution for it. But go back to what is the main problem that you still have within the recruitment agency lack, lack world? Yeah. Lack of candidates um, and recruiters not communicating enough to to candidates or, or whoever it is. And, you know, even to the point where you get candidates say, well, I never got a response mm-hmm. from, the, from the job I applied for. Now, that's the simplest problem in the world to fix. But actually, sometimes you get carried away and go, well, uh, that's too boring a problem. I'm going to go and do something else and, yeah. and, and, and make, you know, something yeah. else. Why, why even spend time coming up with a solution for that is, is a lot of the mentality, isn't it? Yeah. Which is, it's funny because I think certainly within recruitment and, and sort of solutions to that, that as an example, right, we need to look at other industries, right? So if you were to buy tickets or not even part ways of cash so you were to sign up to something uh, on an e-commerce platform or you've submitted some uh, a question into your council about your bin not being collected what do you get you get an immediate response from them saying thank you we've received your message we'll be back in touch in a time frame right you don't always get that with job applications well, you don't get that with a lot of job applications yeah. from, from memory yeah. in the, the, an acknowledgement of, yeah, we've got your application. And it is literally like I've spent all this time, I've uploaded my CV, I've answered all the questions, I've done all the things that you wanted me to do, and I've sent it off and it's gone off to the ether. I don't even know whether these guys have got it or not. Yeah. You know? And, and we, as an, as an industry, we need to kind of, I think, look outside of our industry for the solutions are already there. 
You know, a simple acknowledgement isn't hard. An automated email response to say, Dave, thank you so much for your application. Look, we are receiving high volumes at the minute. Um, so we aim to get you some feedback as soon as. Don't do the bullshit off. Listen, if you haven't heard from us in two weeks, then assume that the, the job's filled or whatever. Do, do the other side, right? You know, your consultant is Sean. Here's his mobile number. Sometimes he isn't able to answer the phone or whatever, but feel free to WhatsApp him. Feel free to text him. In fact, here's his email address. Feel free to email him directly to chase your... Because giving people bad news is something that recruiters hate doing, right? They hate it. They want to ring the good candidates because they want to... But I want to tell Dave how great he is for this job. They don't want to ring you up and be like, thanks for your application, mate, but actually, sorry. Um, you're not right for what I'm looking for, for whatever reason, because they're scared of that confrontation of you being like, well, what do you mean I'm not right for it? That's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Make it easy for them, right? Yeah. So if I can just be able to email you and say, look, unfortunately, you weren't successful on this at this occasion. However, I will 100% keep in touch with you. That's a lot easier to do, especially with one or two clicks of a button. Yeah. Now, from memory, I remember it like WaveTrack when we used to use it had the red, amber, green flagging system. Yeah. And what no, I think would have been really well, useful yeah. would be that you know once you've red, amber, green your candidates, have the system prompt you. Do you want us to reject these candidates? Yeah. Do you want us to email out to them and just say, unfortunately, your your, your CV hasn't been selected for shortlist. Uh, we would like to keep your details on file. Here's an online registration form so you can register with the agency or just respond back to us and, and give us consent either way as to whether we can keep you on file or not. Yeah. You know. And you but know, that solves it. That uh, solves an ongoing issue that, problem, that yeah. candidates are really annoyed about, but the, the agencies, and more specifically kind of recruiters, aren't really addressing because no one's really addressing the elephant in the room. People don't like delivering bad news. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, if you're a candidate and you're like, I never hear back, it's because you're applying for jobs that you're not being shortlisted for, but the recruiters aren't, they've got the bottle to ring you up and yeah. give you that time and say, listen, sorry, no, you're, you ain't the one for this. And, you know, if you're in that position where you've got time, again, it comes back to time, doesn't mm -hmm. it? If you've got time to ring two candidates, you're going to ring the, the, the two candidates that you, yeah. that you want to put the, forward. Yeah. Because yeah. The, more suitable gonna, ones. the more yeah. suitable ones. It'd be like going shopping for, for any... Like if I'm buying a car, I, I have a choice of all these different cars on the forecourt. And if they're categorised in like 4x4s, um, mm -hmm. convertibles, whatever, whatever, whatever... I'm not going to go walk around the convertibles if I know I've got a family of, of five, six, a dog, <laughs> and and all the. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. not going to do that, yeah. right? So, the, and I'm, and it's the same sort of co concept for recruiters at the minute is that I know that what I need is X, so I'm going to I'm going to spend my time looking, looking at X. Yeah, because yeah, that's what your job is. Your job is to headhunt those people, find the best people. Yeah, yeah. And, and if I get time, I might treat myself to a sports car, and then I'll go and well, have a look at what. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I love yeah. it a lot, but and and that's I think that's that's the issue, and and a lot of candidates. I totally appreciate that a lot of candidates will be like, oh, but it doesn't. It takes two seconds to reply it back. It does. It does take two seconds. And there isn't really an excuse for it. However, the market norm or the industry norm is that, look, you just kind of get to those guys when you get to those guys because the focus is you have a paying client who's after, who's after, can, uh, after but candidates. But this is the point, right? So if you own a, 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 you know, a, a tech business and you have a multi-poster tool where you've got all these applications and you're allowing your recruiters to red amber green them in some way, and you have the facility to email them, acknowledge that your recruiters are probably still not using that facility as much as they should be. There's still an issue out there and and maybe prompt the recruiter to go, hey, you've just red flagged these candidates. Do you want us to drop them a quick note? Do you know what's really interesting is Indeed actually do something like that, don't they? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, everybody does it. You know, I mean, this is... I mean, so then it becomes we, a choice, right? So because the, the, then the recruiter is making a choice not to not to let these candidates down. 
Well, I mean, WaveTrack is not a CRM. No. You know, it's a posting tool. So, and even WaveTracker does it. And you've got the job boards that have, you know, very, if you don't use any other system and you do it directly, they've got very sophisticated tools that can do it. Mm -hmm. You've already mentioned indeed. And then most recruitment agencies will have a CRM and they all do it. I know that, you know, you know that they do it. But it comes down to, I guess, training and probably something that's the, the idea where you chase the money, you chase the candidates that you want to um, put forward. And that is it. You, you get to it when you get to it. Mm -hmm. And you never get to it because no. you never have time. Because as soon as you've put those... Well, there's never forward, enough money. You get, you're always chasing you're not the next getting, fee, yeah. And actually, from that perspective, you're not going to get paid. There's no... There's no end result in letting those candidates know. Plus the fact, as you said, you don't want to do it anyway because you don't want to deliver bad, bad news. news yeah. So why would you do it? You'll, you'll do it when you get to it and you never, unfortunately, get to it, which goes all the way back to having something like AI or, or an automation where it can say, I'll do it for you and I won't make it, you know, the, the standard rejection Template, email that's completely yeah. unpersonalized. Mm -hmm. I'll send those for you because as a candidate on the candidate side, all you want to know, you know you haven't got the job because you've not had the phone call yeah. five minutes after. You just want to hear it, don't you? Just tell yeah. me. I haven't got the job so I can cross that There may be a reason why. And actually, this is the, the, you, you, you've made a really interesting point there, right? So we can build an AI tool that we use as purely as a, a, a prompt, a, as a kind of rejection tool, right? I hate using that word because that doesn't sound, that's very negative, but, you know, a candidate rejection tool. But the AI can be programmed in such a way that it reads through Dave's CV. It knows the job spec. It fucking wrote the job spec, right? So it reads the job spec, reads through Dave's CV, and it kind of goes, right, the, the consultant has red flagged you. I'm going to assume that the reasons are because, well, we were looking for somebody with .NET experience, specifically back-end, um, but your CV is very front-end. So I'm going to put together a nice rejection email that says, thank you so much for your time and for applying with us. You know, I would know what the market's like at the minute within that front-end developer world or back-end developer world, especially within Preston where you live. And, you know, and make it a really nice kind of like somebody's actually sat and thought about this response. Look, unfortunately, you're not right for my particular client because what they are after is something that you haven't got, i.e. blah, 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 blah. What we would love to do, though, is to retain your information and keep you on file because I'm confident we'll be able to find roles for you. In fact... Looking through my you know, AI database, I know that we've had similar roles to what you're doing now sort of three or four weeks ago, and we filled those, so we would love to keep in touch. Uh, on this occasion, you're not right for this role. You know, that's not a thanks for your application. We've got a high volume at the minute, yeah. so you know, you're and not that's, that. You get AI that could response. do that, right? AI could do that, yeah. to, to that extent as well. Really nitpick down to, you know, we are looking for a management accountant. Unfortunately, you are, you've are you always really been a financial accountant and we can't see the obvious sort of transition there. Giving that candidate the opportunity to kind of reply back and be like, hang on, I'm sorry, mate. Um, I have done a lot of management accounting here, 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 and here. And and what that does, it then lines Saves up. phone call. Same, and lines up a, a, a more meaningful phone call or yeah, contact that then you have. Because on the flip side, you've also got candidates that um, are not suitable for, for, for jobs, and, and the, but they put themselves forward and they want to talk to, to someone yeah. as, as well. And so, you, you know, you're just trying to create more conversations that are, that are, being, um, that are being had. 
So it, it just comes back to try to. You said you said one thing though that uh, that, that I'll disagree with in, in in the sort of previous statement in that there's no benefit in rejecting that candidate um, for the recruiter. And, and well, I they see that, it. As yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that's a really poignant point because that's the bit I think needs to be challenged by the business owners and the directors and the kind of upper people in that business, right? Because branding is so important and your kind of your your perception in the market is so important. Yeah. Now, in a market where no agency gives feedback, if you're that one fucking agency that goes out of their way to give feedback, that's going to stand out a lot more than just following the norm, yes. right? But so there is value in doing it. But and I agree with what you're saying. But playing devil's advocate mm -hmm. for a minute, you're the owner of that business, mm -hmm. and you've got a brilliant consultant, and you're you want them to make placements, mm -hmm. but they haven't sent, lined up an interview for three weeks or three months or whatever it is. But they've systematically rung every single candidate and told them how sorry that they were they didn't get the role. We're going to keep you on file and whatever. And going through that process, at some point, that person is going to say, can you stop doing that? Because actually, you need, to make some, you need to make some. Mm -hmm. So there's a balance. No, you're right. Yeah, there's no, you're, a balance you're, you're to be had. Right, yeah. the because the thing is, there's more, yeah. there's more um, rejected candidates than there are successful ones. There always will right? be, yeah. There's only, ever there's one, only one job. Yeah, yeah. of course yeah. there's, there's only one, one job, candidate right? gets a job. So if you have, I mean, I went to a client, um, client visit yesterday, and the guy had 160 applications for a job, right? Now... It, incredible, right? He's got an internal recruitment team. Now, is that internal recruiter expected to call 159 candidates and say, hey, sorry you didn't get the job. I know you're a forklift driver from Vietnam, but it, you were unsuccessful at this time because you're a forklift. <laughs> and that's a true story because yeah. he was a forklift driver from Vietnam. Yeah, but I, I would take this back. I would take this back a bit further down, behind, uh, down the line or backwards, mm. whichever way you want to look at it. Going back to the AI assistant making uh, uh, writing ads, mm -hmm. there's a chance that that in a, it, it, unsuitable application was generated because the ad that went out was unsuitable in the first place and it didn't make it clear enough what skills and, and expert uh, expertise that you were looking for. So it triggers someone to think that they're suitable for a job when they're not. So it goes all the way back to to making sure that in the first place you're doing everything you can. Mm. You're always going to get people that chance their arm for for a job that's you know way above right. their, yeah, their their level. But if you can try and self help them deselect themselves in the first yeah, place, qualify them out at that, at that stage, point. Yeah. Then rather than having 160, you've maybe got 80, and those 80 um, um, candidates are candidates that that consultant could ring and could place them elsewhere because the other 80 that came through maybe you can't ever speak to them because they're not they're not either real candidates mm. um, or they are completely way off the chart that you know you're recruiting for an accountant and you've had someone apply that's that hasn't even got a GCSE in in, yeah. in maths and and is doing something completely different you're never going to be able to place them so if you can make that more efficient down the line. I mean, mm. we're solving lots of problems here, which, are, you know, it, it's, it's not an easy thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Bring it, up your R&D team. Got it. <laughs> Just keep watching this podcast. Well, they're watching. This yeah, is yeah, part yeah. of the product roadmap. <laughs> yeah, WaveTrack AI's rejection tool. That's but we, we used to do that all Allow the time. Allow us so to do it for you. When, yeah. it was, when it was just in the night and in a time where we were less busy, we would have the capacity to be able to call a candidate and we would say to them, look, we're not the agency for you. 
Because what you're looking for is X, Y, and Z. Now, it would be better for you to register with multiple agencies. And we'd name drop a handful of agencies that, that we knew were in that, in yeah, that yeah. market and, and had a lot more resource than we did in, in that market. But we're, we're sitting there saying, look, these are the jobs that we've got. And it ended up being more sort of towards the, the qualified level of accountancy. So when we would have, let's say, transactional finance candidates come to us, we'd be just like, look, we... Right now, we don't have anything for you. And candidates found that so, so valuable. And to automate that would have made our life so much easier yeah, because yeah, then yeah. what we could have had is some little chatbot that said, yeah, look, these are the sort of roles that we've got. What sort of role are you looking for? This, and you're almost pre-programming the AI to say, look, these are the sort of candidates that we need you yeah, to filter qualify, out. Qualify out people and qualify in people, that kind of thing. Yeah. But the, the challenges that we're talking through here are not exclusive to the recruitment, no. to, to running a recruitment agency. They are they are challenges across the whole world of, of business because if you have a I don't know you set up a restaurant because you you happen to be brilliant at making pancakes so you cook pancakes and you get queues outside the door At some point you want to grow that bigger and you get larger and then you can't provide the same level of of customized service that you did mm -hmm, as yeah. the owner because then you have to hire then other people and then you you are then having to try and train that process down through the team and you hear it all the time you know they were great and then they got really big and they opened three restaurants and it's not quite the same anymore yeah. Yeah. it's the same with recruitment businesses that when they start as two people or three people or one person everything's personalized they speak to every candidate mm -hmm. but as they get bigger it, grow in scale, it becomes yeah, harder to yeah. maintain that level of personalized service because as, as business owners, we're, we're the only ones that are going to be as passionate about a brand. Nobody, and, and we don't expect anybody yeah, to. Yeah, we, we say it all the time, right? No, yeah. one, no one gives a shit about our business as much as we will. Like, and Nick, we don't Nick, expect them to. Nitin yeah. and I will sit on the phone on like a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday night and we'll be talking business because it's, it's, it's our baby, right? And, and you would have seen that with, with the growth that you guys have had, which is like you as, as, as head honcho are going to give a shit way more. Than, than anybody else in your team. And if you didn't, that's, concern <laughs> that's you concerning in itself, it. right? <laughs> Time to get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the point is that you're, you're <laughs> going to give a shit. And I, I think you can't expect kind of as you grow for people to care as much as you do. But what you do expect is definitely a level of professionalism. Yeah, I think that comes from culture, doesn't it then? Yeah, if you're, if you're making your culture and your values very, very evident throughout kind of the business, how you run it, and throughout your kind of recruitment process, then you will naturally qualify out those that are like oh no yeah. I hate going back to candidates oh no I, I hate rejecting people I just I ignore them culture but and vision for here. Yeah. culture vision yeah. brand are all things that actually when you reach a certain size in your business you have to try and communicate that through to the rest of the team mm -hmm. and some people will engage in it and some people won't and, and naturally over time you get people that share the same values and, 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 and vision and, and mindset and I think that's what becomes part of your of your job, not necessarily speaking to candidates and doing deals anymore. Actually, what you're trying to do is, is create that culture for other people yeah. to take that on for themselves, um, which is a much easier way than just sort of, you know, going back to the fictitious example I said of, of the consultant that's ringing all those candidates, mm -hmm. you know, back, you know, you almost want them to say, well, you know, I'm going to try and make sure that we maintain the standards but actually use my time efficiently mm -hmm. rather than someone, you know, wagging the finger saying, you know, get on the phone or, or whatever, because that's then not the ethos of that company is not really, is not aligning. So no. No, of course not. And, and I think that that's the thing is, it, and this is where kind of candidates at the minute are very selective with where they want to work as well, because they, what they're looking for is, is a business that, that is aligned with their ethos as well. So quite often we see now where candidates will say to us, yeah, look, 
I don't really want to work for that big, big corporate because I want to be involved in a business where I can make a difference or in a business where I can uh, I, I get my creative freedom or I get X, Y, and Z, whatever that might look like. Whereas before, people said driven by brands. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and that that's a big shift as well. Is like there's so many people driven by, oh, I want to work for that business because... Yeah. I mean, we've got a guy who's who was desperate to work for for National Grid, weren't he? He was just like, I just if I could get to National Grid, that's like the the, oh, the pinnacle for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like yeah, but that that doesn't exist anymore. And I think that's where candidates are starting to shift as well, which is why the adverts are so important to them because yeah. what they need to see in the advert is is this particular business aligned with what I want? Yeah. Do they offer the right perks, the right benefits, the mm-hmm. right culture, the right environment, the right, the right things for me? I think the culture of a of a business is now one of the you know the real oh. key things in terms of what actually creates. It's that up fit. there with salary now because if you're if you're there, as you said, you, you know you might not suit a corporate business, or, or you might not suit a small family owned business. No. You know you have to do it, and actually, kind of going back to. Client uh, candidates will also choose what agencies they want to work with, mm-hmm. which goes back to we talked about earlier with websites. You create a Wix website and you put your stock photography on there. It's you're not communicating anything. And one of the conversations that I always have with a with a an a, a recruitment agency is when they want a website, it's actually the the the, the infrastructure of the website is broadly the same. Mm-hmm. But the conversation that we need to have with them is what do you want? How do you want to yeah, communicate? Yeah, who are you know? Are you an agency that wants to work with you know big corporates and, and so the imagery, for example, and the language will be very corporate based. Mm-hmm. If you're an agency that wants to work in a in a small um, you know kind of quirky creative industry, you know, a set of industries, then you're going to use language that's much more mm-hmm. um, yeah. relaxed. But actually, it needs to reflect who you are yeah. because there's no point. If you're an agency that, um, you know, wears hoodies to work mm-hmm. and then you create a, a, a website full of people in suits and skyscrapers, yeah. you know, the, the, the clients and the candidates are going to get a huge shock when they find you and then phone you up because it doesn't yeah, match, it doesn't match. Yeah. and yeah. vice versa. You know, it, so it's about communicating those values for a candidate and a client to say, that's the agency I want to work with. Mm-hmm. So what type of business is Wave? Are you guys hoodies or are you suits? Uh, do you know, in the middle? I don't know because I never see anyone anymore because <laughs> we're so, you know, remote now. Um, so I would, we, we're definitely more on the, on the hoodie side than, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. than, than suit side. So you, your guys are all scattered all over the UK then, aren't they? We, we are, well, we're, we're close to getting all over the world. Really? Um, I mean, we, we are, we are a, a remote business mm-hmm. um not by not really by kind of desire but just simply by the way that the company has grown and we've attracted people um mm-hmm. and the skill sets they've had obviously covid had a you know it, we were in the office like most businesses yeah. five days a week had very limited work from home and then you know covid came and and we went home and Never came back. Never came back. Yeah. Pretty much. What did um, you do with the office space then? Is that still still around? Still well, I still or? sit in it on my own. Oh, really? <laughs> so there's there's a couple of cardboard cutouts. Yeah, of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I make them all cups of yeah, tea. And, um, but um, yeah, so there's a couple of us in the office. We keep it as a hub mm. for the time being. We get together once a month. Um, 
you know, uh, the people that are in the UK. Um, and we get together once a month and do little um, kind of lunch and learn sessions and stuff. But, um, you know, at the minute, there's just a couple of people that that, that go there. Yeah. Um, in the future, you know, I don't quite know. It's difficult to, to know how it's going to go because when COVID first hit, everyone said, right, well, we're getting rid of our office. You know, Twitter, I think, was one of them. You know, mm. We're going completely yeah. remote. And then after a while, that sort of, changed a little bit mm-hmm. and then then you've now had this sort of thing of the the backlash in, in a lot of companies saying no no you need to be in the office now that you know we want you in the office yeah it started with one day a week and then you know it's four days a week but candidates don't want that a lot they don't want that they they don't to, want to, to be told yeah, where a lot going. of businesses yeah. that we're working with at the minute i mean we're working with some big big corporates and footsies and stuff like that who are who are like no no, no. we're now back in a position where it's like four days a week in the office as a minimum mm-hmm. Um, we've got some businesses that we're working with where they're like, look, as a business, we have a three and a two. Um, however, my, my team preference specifically, yeah, yeah, my preference for my team is I want them in the office X amount of days. It's gone. I feel mm. it's gone back to yeah. You, you need to be back in the office at the know, minute. My, my thing on that, Dave, is I, that, I, that I, I'm, I'm, they ruined I'm of, it for themselves. Yeah, I, but I'm of the opinion that that I, I think pre-COVID we were in a space. I think where. The business world was working well and it was working right um, within kind of how, how we were operating because we started to go into that flexi most, working most time. Most people have said the same thing. They're all, they were flying, you know, corporate was, were, were, you know, businesses were doing well, they were growing, um, you know, things were going really, really well. And then, were... bang, COVID happens. And I think the whole working from home thing was literally just a kind of, let's just keep going, let's just keep, keep uh, what, how, what's going to happen here and so on and so forth. But our... And, and this would sound quite controversial, and I don't mean it to like just to sound like an arsehole, but candidates in general, or employees, rather than using the word candidates, employees, I think, ruined it for themselves. By sharing TikToks of, oh, me turning over from bed and flicking the laptop on, oh, yeah, I'm here, and then turning back around and going to sleep. By doing stupid shit like, oh, it's my first day back in the Twitter office, I'm just going to go get myself a matcha latte, and then I'll go to the yoga room, oh, and then I'm going to do some work for an hour, oh, and then before I head off, I'm going to just take a load of supplies. Those sorts of things that went out and went viral made business owners be like, you're taking a piss out of us. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we had, a, we had a, 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 a client who was trying to get hold of his head of recruitment, um, bear in mind, they had a something to the tune of 52 vacancies and everybody was working from home and he's very old school as in he owns the building that they all operate out of. Um, and he had to kind of watch it be empty, right? Free canteen, free gym, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All of it going to waste. Yeah, and it was like a proper fancy pure and gym, sort of like, and like you know, free lunches. Or like he the, really went all out. Yeah, the and analytics, it was a tech business as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the analytics showed that the work rate was dropping dramatically. So he's trying to get hold of his head of recruitment and be like, "Where are you at with this? Where are you at with that?" This is the CEO of the business. Now I don't care if you're taking a dump. If the CEO of your business is ringing, you answer the phone. Maybe Even not. if it's Why a bit like, maybe, or maybe, or maybe. <laughs> true, <laughs> true story. I took, I took an offer for a cat. I took an offer for a cat. He goes, it took him four hours to call me back. And when he ran me back, I went, oh, sorry, I was walking my dog. And he was like, on my time, you were walking your dog. There's 52 vacancies that need filling, some of which are business critical, and you were walking your dog. So, yeah, you know, I needed to get out and get some fresh air. no. You took four hours off work is what you did. Yeah. Like That's not a mental health thing. That's yeah. a, you know, you're taking the piss kind of thing. We had another client, um, she's a CFO, and she was like, she was like, look, at the time, they, um, they I think it was just after COVID, after first lockdown, or like, that, that time merges together, doesn't it? Mm. But at some point during that period, she was like, I have 70% of my guys 
are less productive now. And I have 30% of them who are overproductive. So she's like, we're, we're in and around about the same efficiency level as we were before. However, the challenge I've got now is I have 70 people, 70% uh, of my people who just, who are getting paid for doing probably 60, 70% of the work that they're supposed to be doing. And she goes, that's my issue with working from home. So if I bring them in, if they've got line management, we can then coach and develop and get these people up mm. to a standard where they need to be. Plus, it's not good that the other 30% are overworking, right? Because mm. they're the ones that are well, really yeah. scared that like, no, I've got to stay on longer and I'm working from home, so I can't take a break. I can't do, do you know, this. I think, it's really, I think it's really difficult and there's no one clear answer. I think no. for me, with, with my team, I think you have to, you have to trust first. Mm -hmm. and, and so I think you have to trust them mm -hmm. that they're, they're working um, and you have to, to give them the tools that they need to, to work. Uh, I, I think we also have to fundamentally shift how we measure performance because a lot of the time when you had people in the office, you would quite often measure their performance by what time they came in by how busy they look, yeah, by yeah, how, yeah. you know, it's the old running around with a clipboard type, yeah. type thing. Tapping a bit of paper. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think we have to change the way that we monitor that. You know, what time do they leave? Do they leave before me or after me? You know, and touching yeah, when they matter? leave. Being called a part-timer because you, know, you left at like five yeah, past no, yeah, 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 That's a really, really good point. Actually, so, yeah. you know, I think that, that head of recruitment um, example was, yeah, okay, four hours. Was he out for the four hours? Was he out for walking his dog? But then also... Was that person then working either um, late into the night or, mm. or, or working at a different time? Yeah, because was he actually, doing his eight hours somewhere else? Yeah, or in importantly, another, in another way. yeah. Was he doing his job? And it, and it sounds like you've got 52 vacancies. But, you know, so you don't know the context. But for me, I think you have to trust that they're doing, give them the tools to do their job, trust that they're doing their job, uh, cr change the way you, in which you measure them. And then the people, the 70 percent, um, that are not working. They're exactly the same 70% mm -hmm. that the ones that every time you walked past their, their, their desk, they would flick back onto mm. uh, Outlook. And then as soon as you've gone, they've gone back onto Facebook. To Facebook. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, or they're the 70% that spend longer making everyone a coffee or whatever it is, mm -hmm. so they don't have to do their work. So I don't think that changes, but I just think the way in which you measure them is, is, is different. But for me, you know, I think you you give them the chance to 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 prove that first, mm -hmm. and if they're not working, then they're not going to work in the office. It doesn't matter where they yeah, are; it doesn't matter where they're not going to work. They're not working. So yeah. for me, that's a really good point. I, I, I think trust first, and then it becomes very clear. You know, some people in the in, when they worked in the office, they're able to to, to blag it for for, for ages because they're brilliant because every time you look over they're working um, they're just very good others are terrible at it the same works for people that work in from home as it will become very clear very quickly if they're spending more time walking their dog than actually doing their job mm -hmm. but for mm -hmm. me I have to say our productivity uh, and you know our team you know I, I think the productivity's increased and actually the amount of commitment that you get from someone by affording them a bit more flexibility, I think for me has gone up. But we're a smaller business, so we're a bit tight. If yeah, we were yeah, 400 yeah. people, always, yeah, yeah, it would be different. Yeah. Let's but have this conversation, yeah, when you're, yeah, when you've got a, a staff of 200. How, that are how many have you got now? And so it might be different. 24. No. 24. So, 
you know, I think if we were 240, yeah. it would be it would be different. But I, I maintain that I think possibly, but with that mentality, maybe not. You know, like I think if you if you if you're using the mentality that you that you just sort of said there, I, th- I think yeah, I think there's no reason why you wouldn't have 240 people being it... productive and working well because I think you make a really key point there, which is these people who are taking the piss at home, as I put it. We're taking the piss in the office. Exactly. The difference is you're just telling them where to be. Exactly. Yeah. And eventually, they'll get, they'll, everybody gets found out eventually, either mm-hmm. if it's a week or a month or a year or five years, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they get found out eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Right. Well, on that then, what's, uh, where, where can potential customers come and find you Dave where, where do they look, do they look yeah, how, how do you want them reaching out to you do they go onto your website do they uh, have you got some clever SEO or yeah, are you going to you're going to slide in you're going to slide into their DMs what, what happens well yeah, all of the above I mean we, we've got our AI tools at the minute now you know searching everyone that's watched this you know, yeah, should, yeah. Yeah. You know so just you know look me up on LinkedIn um, yeah. Dave Jenkins wave um, I, th- I think if you write Dave from Wave, it might come up. I don't know. Well, yeah, Tristan, give it a go, mate. Google search, mate. Dave, Dave from, Wave. from Wave. No, no, Google search. Yeah, there you go. Oh, this is... Uh, yeah, this would be awkward, wouldn't it? Really, yeah. yeah. Dave the Wave. Oh, no, there you are. You're third. That would do. That would do. Third yeah, well, listen. If you've got Dave the Wave, who's clearly into something, and then, yeah, th- third's really good, mate. Is that, that you in the Google Images as well? Yeah, that's... And that's um, yeah, I'm really not very grey there um, <laughs> otherwise check out our website wave-rs.co.uk excellent perfect well, appreciate, look, appreciate you coming down yeah thank you for making the journey it's amazing been, uh, really yeah, thanks for having me in on. the snowy weather yeah. Yeah, yeah, trekking yeah. Through snow it. in March <laughs> it's been great thank you very much good well we'd love to get back on again so don't be a stranger uh, we'll definitely uh, reach out again we'll be thinking about doing some panel uh, based uh, based podcasts as well we'll have you going up against uh, somebody with a differing opinion or, or maybe someone what would be the opposite of wave uh, fist bump <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. <Your> dad jokes. <laughs> but yeah no so we'll uh, yeah we'll Brilliant. probably get you back yeah. in soon love to um, yeah and uh, give our best to all the team I shall yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks very much guys. appreciate you coming in brilliant thanks, brilliant. thanks. Yeah,